what's the you know the definition of our logo and I'll probably will even skip over some things but the the essence of this is the circle circular position really represents that most of the movements that we work come from a circle and everything in life kind of moves in a circle and ebbs ebb and flows right and most people start martial arts as the dragon and that is there's things external to themselves and they feel like if they get those things then they will conquer they're the conquering dragon that's why they they get involved in martial arts but with much practice they begin to develop the internal part of the art they learn to discipline their mind and they realize that no matter how much they want to conquer there will always be somebody else that needs to be conquered and at some point they give that up and realize that the only thing as corny as it sounds that needs to be conquered is the inner self or the inner being right and then when they truly grasp that and they really get that down and really understand that and begin living by that they become more like the sage or more like the wise person who's no longer trying to defeat others but is working on himself as you notice the sage is on the path the path getting back to Logan's question has a lot of ups and it had a lot of downs and a lot of ups and it has a lot of downs it's leading towards the sun which represents enlightenment a very important point about enlightenment though is enlightenment is not like an award that you hang on your your wall or a trophy that you put on your bookshelf it's not something that you win and you have forevermore you know I'm the 1972 world change it's not like that enlightenment is either today you get it right now you got it or you don't got it and there are moments that each of you will fall into enlightenment and out of enlightenment each day but part of our practice is discovering what those moments are and really really nurturing those moments and milking those moments and what you'll notice is as the weeks turn to months and the months turn to years is you'll get more and more and more and more of those moments and you know one of the ways I like to kind of describe it is is that you know we hear people use this expression they'll say I'm right on the brink of losing it with this guy or I'm right on the brink of a heart attack right but wouldn't it be wonderful if we could live our lives where we're right on the brink of gratitude right on the brink of giving somebody a big generous hug right on the brink of the best health I've ever been in right so that's eventually the goal there and then recently I've been talking about the mountain I'll skip the tree but recently I've been talking a lot about the mountain and the mountain is a great representation of the mental position that we want to learn how to take all right so basically everything that we do kind of from a from a mental standpoint comes from this idea of what we sometimes loosely call the law of momentum and the law of momentum means that whatever you you've got you'll have a tendency to get more of it right another way of looking at it is on its most basic level you could say you get more of whatever it is that you think about and it's because what happens is if I think about it, if I'm driving my bicycle down the road and I'm thinking about not hitting that pothole I don't want to hit the pothole I listen I, I I've affirmed that I don't want to hit the pot I've even put it on Facebook that I don't want to hit the pothole well the, the majority of my mental energy even though I'm saying don't want to hit the pothole is about the pothole if I look at the pothole I'll hit the pothole and then as soon as I hit the pothole I might say something to myself like you know darn it I'm the kind of person that hits lots of potholes I might say something to myself like my town is the kind of town that doesn't fix their potholes 
My kind of town is the kind of town that elects people that don't fix their potholes. And every word that comes from my mouth from that point forward will be the absolute truth, but it's a truth that I don't have to live, and it all started in the first place by me, me looking at the darn pothole. Make sense? So what is the first place or the first mental position that you would have? It's usually just a very subtle, very light, very simple, very easy flowing thought. Ooh, pothole, don't want to hit it, right? And the closer you get to a very, very soft or subtle or very unattached thought or even no thought would be the very point of our mountain here. So right at the very tip of the mountain, when I haven't even considered potholes or not potholes or life is okay and I'm just driving along, feeling good about everything, I'm in perfect balance, I'm on my bicycle, I'm at the very tip of the mountain. And then at the very tip of the mountain, I can have a subtle thought in the direction of the pothole or in the direction away from the pothole, not even considering the pothole. And that little subtle thought will begin the process of momentum. So if we said that the light side of the mountain where the sun is, is moving in the direction of all the things that I want. And the longer I stay on that side of the mountain, the more the law of momentum will increase and increase and increase and increase until it becomes an avalanche. And in most people's lives, what an avalanche looks like is an event. An avalanche is an event. In other words, it starts as a thought, it starts as an idea, it starts as a concept, it starts as something I'm considering. It's getting a little bit better in my mind, but I'm just enjoying the subtle frequency of it. It just feels kind of good. And then one day, all of a sudden, whatever the equivalent of that is, comes to me, right? And all the negative things that we often experience in life work the exact same way. It just starts as a, a subtle little criticism, just a subtle little, you know, I, I remember when I was a, a kid, I had a, 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 a summer job for a real brief period of time, right, for a couple, couple, three months. Great experience for me. But I was with some college students, and I'm like 14 or something, and wasn't even old enough to have a work permit, but I got my mom to cheat, you know. And so I'm with these guys that are all like, you know, 20, and they're older, and they're wiser, and they're smarter, and they're better workers, and all those kinds of things. But one day, somebody started complaining about something. They were complaining about the, 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 the wage wasn't high enough, and they were complaining about they started too early in the morning, or they complained about we shouldn't lift the trucks because we didn't have the right kind of cart, so we had to lift it this way, and we didn't like Fran, who was the manager. It was a, these, these guys are just starting. Of course, I'm being 14, so I'm really, you know, pretty incorrigible. And I came home, and I was real blessed to have this aunt in my life. And I, and I said, Aunt Pinch, I, I tell you, you know, those guys, you know what they said over there? They said that this was happening, they said that this has happened. And she said, you better stop it right there. Because if you keep talking that way, you're not going to have that job by the end of summer. That was some of the best advice that I ever got, right? But I never argued with anybody. I had never said anything. But it was just an example of once our mind goes in the direction of the wrong side of the mountain, it has a tendency to gain momentum. And my aunt, in her wisdom, had been in the workplace long enough to see where that leads. It leads to no good. Make sense? But what I'm suggesting to you is a lot of stuff in our life that are not so obvious works exactly the same way. That we start with just a little bit of negative energy and it gets bigger and it gets bigger and gets bigger. So anyway, getting back to the seal, the mountain represents dark side of the mountain, all the things we don't want, 
light side of the mountain, all the things that we do that, and the tip of the mountain is our point of balance where we have a choice where I can go either way, right? And the best way to describe that is when I get to a place of no thought. So when I'm working my technique, I'm in the middle of my technique, I'm really, really flowing in my technique, and the only thing I'm thinking about is how to throw that punch or how to throw that kick. Or if I'm sitting on my cushion and I'm meditating, my mind is still. And at that point, I'm in perfect balance and I can go either way. And then having the wisdom to choose the right way rather than the wrong way. Make sense? Yes, so that's all in there, yes, <laughs> plus some other stuff. <laughs> so Logan asks a great question, and Logan's question is, is how do you know when you've gone far enough that you should tap, or should you keep going? Should you keep, keep moving forward? Such a great question. The answer to this question will probably change your life. Unfortunately, we have no more time. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> all right, so, all right, so I, I think it, a little bit of it goes back a little bit to what I was going to talk about tonight anyway, and uh, it kind of goes to our mountain analogy, and I think it's a pretty good one. So this is a story from Uishaba, who was arguably the greatest martial artist of the last century. Uh, just transformed the world of martial arts with this idea that martial arts was more than just fighting and it was more than than injuring but it was really about discovering how the mind works and how to harmonize with greater energy and then flow into that energy and then use that to defend oneself because we're martial artists and we like that kind of stuff but then also to apply that to heal people and to make the world a better place and he just was just a, a, a massive uh, a brilliant person but at one point in his life he had a student that that lived in the dojo he, they, they call it uchideshis and they would have uchideshis and many dojos like traditional aikido dojos will have this they'll have students that will be in the dojo they'll care for the dojo they'll live there it's like a dormitory for them and i know logan's wanted to several times but that's not the same thing and maybe it is you were uchideshi in japan yes a little bit in Germany so he's actually lived it but my point is is he had a, a, a person that was his student that had been with him for 40 years and one day the student said to sensei says sensei I've been with you for 40 years and I have never not even one time seen you lose your balance not at all ever and we should said, oh you're so wrong I lose my balance thousands and thousands of times every single day, probably more than the average person. But my Aikido has taught me the art of very quick recovery. So here's the thing. A lot of times when we're thinking about, you know, we have a goal and we set this goal for ourselves, and we go like I, I'm you know the the, the old the goal setting systems are you know you're at point eight a and I've got to get to point B and actually this might be actually a little bit helpful can you give me more specific about it without if, if it's something personal then don't share it but buying a house do not buy a house <laughs> all right that's that's the end of that question and I can tell you a lot of reasons why I don't think you should buy a house, but that's, that has nothing to do with martial arts. That's just, that's, <laughs> that, cut that right out. All right, but, 
But uh, um, so can you be a little more specific, like the financing's not wanting to go through or the people are, are difficult or? Probably not gonna like it, but I don't know. I, just, I still give it like the benefit of the doubt. Okay, so let, let's let's try and be a little bit kind of go off on a limb a little bit with this, but let's be really practical with this for for just a second. So here here's the only thing that matters. The only thing that matters, and it goes back to our core mission as a dojo, right? There's only one thing that matters and that that is how you feel. Because everything that you want, you only want because you think it's gonna make you feel good. Make sense? And so most of us, especially here in the West, what we do is we spend our lives trying to conquer the dragon. We spend our lives trying to earn the, the big six-figure incomes. We spend our lives trying to get the house or the, 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 the mate or the, even in martial arts. This is what's so difficult about martial arts because martial arts, as we teach it, is an internal practice. It's about bettering the self. And that bettering the self cannot be measured in trophies and awards and plaques and even belts. So we do the, those things, but we really focus on the internal part of the art, right? So, so what, what would be the, the, the vibrational equivalent of me getting all the things in life that I want? Well, if I had the things in life that I want, I would feel really good about myself. I would feel, I would feel powerful. I would feel confident. I would feel clear. I'd feel focused. I'd feel strong. I'd feel kind. I'd feel loving. I'd feel like I'm in the flow. I'd feel, I'd feel, I'd feel vast. I'd feel impenetrable. I'd feel, I'd feel joyous. I'd feel, I'd feel like I'm having fun. I, these are all the feelings that I would try and create. Well, here's the problem. Getting a house is hard. But getting those feelings is pretty easy. And the interesting thing about it is, is physical reality has a tendency to flow from the position of the feelings that you're able to create. So to make this very, very, very simple, right? I had a friend, he has been deceased several years now. He uh, was my absolute best friend. And he was a Vietnam veteran, and he'd got himself caught in some shrapnel in Vietnam, and he'd lost part of his eye, he lost an eye and lost part of his cheek and his face and other injuries in his body, and he, he struggled sometimes uh, with his back and with his knees and legs. But he was a karate ka, and he was a damn good one. He was really strong. And we were very close. He was a bit older than me, so he gave me a lot of, of life advice, and I asked him about his wisdom sometime. And one of the things that when I was young and a little, maybe a little less, I don't know, uh, knowledgeable about what I've been talking about so far tonight, is I would get a little frustrated with him because he really, when things seemed to get tough, he would just always kind of disappear. Things would get tough, and where is he? He's gone. Hey, wait, this is tough. And I was like, you know, let's conquer the world, and he's gone. And one day <laughs> I, I sat and to talk to him, and he said, you know what? Surviving the war taught me something really, really incredible. 
He said, you know, life is too precious and it's too short. And whenever I get involved in a, in a deal, in a situation, in something that it begins to go sideways, it's not worth it to me to give up even one day of my joy. Not one day of my joy. Now, those are his words, not mine. But what he was basically saying was, he was saying, the only reason why I want that deal to go through in the first place is to have the joy. I just decided I'm going to take the shortcut. I go straight for the joy. So my advice, and please take it for what it's worth, I'm not a financial guy or whatever, but I, I just know that when I'm, you know, and we, you guys can relate to this, it's, it's kind of like, you know, you, you see young couples and they're getting together and they're arguing every day. They argue, 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 and then they come in with big grins on their face and they say, you know, we've decided we're going to fix it. We're going to get married. <laughs> <laughs> and Oftentimes, that's what we do. We think that by increasing the pressure and increasing the, the, the activity that we're doing, sometimes things will get better and sometimes they're not. And so I believe that the universe, now this is just a very personal answer, but it was a personal question, but I believe the universe is constantly speaking to us and it speaks to us by lighting up paths. Oh, there's a path. Oh, that sounds like fun. And that path always, oh, that looks like that'll be a good thing. Oh, let's try that over there. That looks like that's a good, oh, that's neat. That's good. You're, the universe speaks to you on the level of those things that you find fun and cool and interesting and exciting, right? And as long as though that's the path that's being lit up for you, then keep following that path. But if I'm on that path and I'm getting this is this and this is this and this is this and this is this, ask yourself very, very, very carefully. And again, I'm not saying this is you at all, Logan, because you're one of the most solid, mature and just put together people that I know. But ask yourself whether you want the house or somebody told you that that was part of something that you probably should want. And if it's speaking to you, then of course, then it's your source speaking to you. But if it's not, then maybe that's the universe saying, what do you really want, Logan? If the information in this podcast spoke to you, you'd like to get some more information, you can check out my book, Break the Chain, Volume 1, available on Amazon. Also, you can get the link to the book in the show notes, as well as ohiomartialarts.com slash break the chain.